Let's get nuts. Hello, everybody. What's happening? Welcome to Monday's Film Chunky Live. End of Monday. Monday is done, guys. Don't worry. We got through another Monday. Hopefully, you guys made it. Make sure you guys hit that like, thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, do all that stuff right there. Let me turn that up a little bit. It's a little low. All right, yeah, make sure you smash that like, thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, become a member if you want to also. I do a members-only stream after every Wednesday stream, so pick my brain a little bit more and, uh, you know, have a little bit fun. And then, of course, i got all the sock meds around me, Vero, Facebook, Patreon, if you want to help out the channel right there. we got uh, Instagram and, of course, Twitter. we got the Twitters. Hopefully, you guys are doing good. Who's out there? Oh, oh, come on. Oh, no glitchy glitchies. No glitchy glitchies. All right, let's see what we got. We got uh, Gal the Galactic Fearsome. Hey, there you go. How's it going, buddy? We got Ryan right here. Guadalupe C. I'm here. I'm here. Don't worry. <coughs> Excuse me. I rewatched the Supernatural prequel. James Gunn just joke I read. There's a James Gunn joke in the prequel? I haven't even really watched the Supernatural regular series. Never really got into it. Mr. Venom, good to see you. We got uh, Fear Jason here. Always good to see you, buddy. We got Rowdy Richter. Hello, hello, JD McRae. Team Rad 7, what is good? It's all good. Lloyd, Mr. Nobody. And we got, hello, gorgeous, Miss uh, Nighthawk right there. She made a cameo, guys. She made a cameo in the air. First reaction, if you haven't seen it. She has a pretty funny cameo. Just saying, just saying, go watch it. Miss uh, Eric Bla or Mr. Eric Blake, sorry. <laughs> this is an interesting premise. Big gamble. Well, it's a big gamble, but you know, it's not like it's gonna happen anytime soon. It's just being talked about because because of the guy who's in the uh, the chair. What's going on, Miss Jackson? Good to see you. Good to see you. All right, turn that off. All right. Let's see. We got Nick. We got Nick Victory Fire. We got the Bang Van. Cortez brought this, what brought, uh, because again, the topic of the whole DC and Marvel crossover is because we have, now we have James Gunn is the head of DC creative side, and now people are asking him about it, which is interesting. I don't know why they're all of a sudden jumping to that, but we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about his response to it. There's a video, there's a video of the question being ans uh, asked in his answer. We're going to go over that, so uh, we'll just talk about it a little bit. We got Miss Susie. Satin right here. Good to see you. All right. Who, who do we got? Who we got? Yeah, we got Miss Tet right there. All right. Good to see you. You're the man. No, you're the mad code black. Gustavo, what up? What up? All right. We got Niner for Life right here as well. Can you make a bumper one day with uh, you stole my face? <laughs> yeah. Should, right? I should. You stole my face. You stole my face. Yeah. Do a drop with that. One of these days. You know, especially if, uh, you know, if Damien, you know, Damien, of course, uh, my Aussie doppelganger, because, you know, we have similar features, glasses, hair and everything like that, although he's better looking, of course. But, yeah, I can always do that. That actually is not a bad idea, Miss Jackson, for uh, for Damien when he comes on the vodka stream uh, to have him to have that drop as as that. You have my face. You have my face. Uh, man, getting close to that Flash movie, right? So. 
All right. So hopefully you guys had a good Monday, good weekend. I had a great weekend. Um, happy late Easter. We, you know, Easter was yesterday. Spent some time with the family. Mom made tri-tip. All kinds of goodies yesterday. Delicious. Uh, yeah, had a, a great weekend. Like I said, uh, watched the air um, Sunday. Sunday I posted it. Last night I posted the air first reaction. And yes, Miss Nighthawk made a cameo in there with a little funny, uh, funny little joke. We had we had we had some fun on Saturday. That's for damn sure. So, hopefully you guys also had a good time. But hey, let's not talk about that. Oh, I should probably turn that off. All right, turn that off. Let's get to these tweets, huh? Let's see what happened in the Twitter world right here. Okay, so speaking of DC. Okay, I mean, I'm just, I, I'm looking too into it. Brain kind of went a little, you know, I just started, the gears started kind of going off a little bit because, um, you know, Neil Blomkamp, we all know who Neil Blomkamp is. I don't know where D9 Neil Blomkamp fan is. Usually he's in there. Um, but it was basically, he just tweeted out this, uh, this was what, on Wednesday? This was on Wednesday night, Wednesday evening. What is the best DC movie? And my, my brain immediately went, has he talked to James Gunn? Has he talked to James Gunn? Is there a possibility that we could get a Neil Blomkamp DC movie? I don't think it's going to happen. The guy's pretty busy right now. I know he's making the Gran Turismo movie, and he's probably got some other ideas. Probably doesn't even want to jump into any of this, but... My 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 brain went to there again. I mean, I remember at one time I wanted him like when the Cyborg movie was actually on the slate. I wanted Neil Blomkamp to direct the Cyborg movie. I thought that would have been pretty sweet because, you know, given what he's worked with before, of course, you know, in society, these this day and age, he wouldn't have been able to do that. If he would have taken the job, he would have got a lot of backlash because he's got the wrong skin color. You know how that is. Yeah, moving backwards. Anyways, but uh, yeah, so yeah, but I just always thought that. But that was just, that was my thought right there. And when it comes to the best DC movie, I, I go back and forth. Dark Knight, BVS, you know, anything, you know, one of these Batman movies. And speaking of Batman movies, look at this poster right here. Can I have this? Look at that. Ah! The Batman, the Batman. Totally, my God. You didn't want to talk about that, man. I need this right here. But yeah, somebody made this poster right here. Not sure who made it, but uh, it's got the Bale Bats. It's got uh, Battinson. It's got the new Keaton Bats, which is great. That's what I love. I love the fact that we have Keaton in there with the new costume. And then, of course, we've got Ben Affleck's Batman. we got Batfleck. So just freaking awesome right there. Just love that. Love that poster right there. What's going on, Carrie? Good to see you. Yeah, I know. I wanted him to make that Alien 5 movie, too. I know. It's like, I remember when he had the ideas for that, and we had the concept art for that. That was pretty sweet looking. All right, so. But yeah, a lot of people were talking about that. And then, hey, guys, we got the uh, the trailer. We got the first little teaser trailer for My Adventures with Superman that's going to be showing up this summer on Adult Swim. Uh, looks interesting. Everybody gets back. Are you okay? Oh, yeah. yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, it looks interesting. Oh. Looks quick. The S is a little interesting. They did something unique with the S, I will say that. But, yeah, first teaser for that. I might check it out. I'm not going to check it out right away, probably. But, you know, it's something. It's something right here. And then, of course, yes, Zack Snyder tweeted this out right here. He's going to be, of course, in season two of Pizza Film School, which they released the trailer 
the recent trailer is going to be on. This is going to be tomorrow. Tomorrow, this is coming on. So the first episode drops Tuesday, April 11th with the Russo brothers. That's right. The Russo brothers are going to be talking with Zack Snyder. I know some people don't like that because they hate the Russo brothers. You know how it is. Nerds. Nerds and their fandoms, but uh, yeah, Zach's going to be a part of that. Should be interesting. I'm not sure if he's going to be on the first episode, but he might be. Who knows? And I'm sure they'll be talking about the Snyder Cut, talking about Rebel Moon, talking about all kinds of things. So that's uh, cool. Can't wait for that. This is pretty sweet right here. Desperado. Love Desperado. One of my favorite all-time action movies, Desperado. Robert Rodriguez. And remember that Quentin Tarantino had a little role in that, too. Great movie great movie let's see keep going keep going saw super mario brothers hope you guys watched my first reaction pretty good hopefully you guys checked out uh, when i was on real anarchy last thursday with ben one-on-one -on -one with ben which was a lot of fun had a great conversation with him went about two hours thought that was a good time good time always good to talk to mr everts and then this is sad we all of course were saddened to hear that coolio died uh, he died on September 28th of last year. Turns out he had fentanyl in his system. Eek, fentanyl, that's right. Fentanyl is, uh, yeah, it's, it's killing a lot of people. Killing a lot of people, but, you know, yeah, I mean, it's an issue that doesn't get talked about nearly enough. Doesn't get talked about nearly enough, so... And then look at this. Apparently in the latest episode of Superman and Lois, he confronts some douchebag in a diner. You know how that is. Of course... In Man of Steel's case, it was a dive bar, but, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, when it comes to Clark approaching douchebags in, uh, in those kind of places, you know. So, yeah, when it came to the latest episode of Superman and Lois, which I still have to catch up on. Still have to catch up on. But, you know, one of these days I will. One of these days. Okay. Well, keep on going. Yes, we'll be talking about the uh, what, what happened, of course, when it came to the Star Wars celebration. The Star Wars celebration. Oh, man. Well, sorry to hear that, Code Black. Really sorry to hear that, yeah. Yeah, we were all hoping that it wasn't going to be drug-related. Drug and yes, we're going to be talking about, of course, uh, Mr. James Mangold's going to be directing a new Star Wars movie. And uh, But yes, of course, he's still going to be directing, writing and directing, the Swamp Thing movie for the new DCU. And James Gunn quote-tweeted this little interview right here that he put out there that he said, of course, when we started charting the course for the DCU, one of the first people I talked to was the super talented James Mangold about writing and directing his passion project, Swamp Thing. Passion project, that's what you want. You want directors to come in and do passion projects. Passion projects. And then, of course, over the weekend, Mr. Jackie Chan, it was his birthday. I think he turned... He's in his 70s, 68, 69. I can't remember exactly what his age is right now, but, you know, he's still out there doing his thing. James Gunn also uh, responding to, not that, go back, go back. Or is it going to do that thing? Okay. Twitter glitching again. Uh, yeah, somebody uh, asked uh, when, uh, when Peacemaker, now all of a sudden yeah, I can't see this person's tweets. I guess they don't like me, but uh, they were asking when Peacemaker was going to happen. He said yes after Superman, so... Apparently, he's going to go from Superman right into Peacemaker Season 2. So he's confirming that. The Sandlot. You want to feel old, guys? You want to make your hip hurt? Your, 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 your joints hurt? The Sandlot came out 30 years ago. That was like my favorite movie, man. 
When that came out, that was like, I watched that. When that movie came out on video, I think it was like right when summer vacation was happening. I watched it probably every day. Just love the Sandlot. But that came out 30 freaking years ago. Just crazy to think about. And then look at this, guys. Well, well, we're going to talk about this a little bit more. But when it comes to uh, David F. Sandberg, David F. Sandberg is just putting it all out there right now. David F. Sandberg is really putting it all out there, and he's been releasing scenes. He's been releasing scenes that were cut out of Shazam. And one of these scenes is more Billy Batson, and a really good scene, to be honest, of him, uh, you know, the scene title's called Time to Move On. Time to Move On, so we get a little bit more of, uh, you know, Mr., uh, Mr. Angel right here. Which, of course, when you watch Shazam 2, he is probably in it for about eight minutes. They cut out a lot of his scenes, which sucks. It's got to suck for him that that happened. Because he was probably mandated, I think, David F. Sandberg still mandated to be like, hey, you got to shorten it, you got to shorten it, Short, shorten it as much as possible so we could put it on as many screens because no matter who's, even if, even if we have a new regime, in Warner Brothers, they're still going to be doing, they're still going to be trying to do stuff like this because they know, they knew that the movie wasn't going to be doing that well. So they're like, shorten it, shorten it, shorten it. And sadly, you can't flesh out the characters. You can't put more character, character development, character depth in these movies because you have to keep on moving the plot, which is one of the things that Sandberg talks about. He was talking about over the weekend when he was talking about these scenes and everything like that. And we'll talk about it a little bit more, too, when we get down the road. But right now, I want to show you guys this. I'm going to show you guys this right here because, holy shit. Oh, man, check this out. Okay, so uh, let's go to it right here. Um, yeah, let me just open it. Let me just open it right here. Let me open the whole thing. But uh, I, I tweeted this scan out. Doing on my brain to oh, see my stress God. levels Why? Why? Why the bad. Kardashians? Why? Get out of my face. Ugh. I was worried about that. I'm like, a stupid ad's going to come up. Ugh. Anyways. Good God. So, who, who made this? I forgot. I, I want to see their uh, Fortress of Solitude. Channel Fortress of Solitude right here. Had this, so check this out. Check this out. This is pretty awesome right here. Manon of Tomorrow. As someone who possesses extraordinary Who's that sound like? It would be easy for me to become disillusioned with humanity. I have seen the worst that people can do. And it would Look be easy to conclude that we are not worth saving. But Ooh. I refuse to give in to that kind of thinking. I've seen the worst of what humanity shot. can do. I've seen them tear each other apart, destroy the world they live in, and hurt the people they love. But I've also seen the glimmer of hope, the possibility of redemption. I know that there are people out there who are worth fighting for. People who are struggling to make a difference. Man. Who are trying to make the world a better place. Sounds just like just like This heroic act is just the latest in a long line of feats by the Man of Steel. And moments ago, he was seen rescuing a group of civilians from a burning building. They're the reason I keep going. Hey, there's Lois. The reason I keep fighting. Even when it seems like there's no hope left. 
They are the reason Yor-El sent me here. They are the reason. I am Superman. I am Superman. There you go. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's what I'm talking about. Henry Cavill's unmade Superman sequel. Go check it out, guys. Give it a like. Give it a view. Share it. This is awesome stuff. AI, man. AI is creepy. But uh, you know what? I like it. I like it. But yeah, give that a look. Give that a like. Give that a share. Give that everything right there. And that's what I'm talking about right there. You know, I'm just... It's... You know, with this technology just keeps on growing, growing, and growing, and people are utilizing it to make stuff like this. Like, obviously, we had Project Justice League, which was great, and that was utilizing art and great, and it was fantastic the way that that all turned out. But I would not be surprised if someone's going to take it upon themselves to try to uh, do something with AI when it comes to Zack Snyder's Justice League 2 and 3. Of course, there's always going to be that loud side of the fandom that's going to fucking hate it and shit on it because it's live action or nothing. You know, they don't give a shit. You can't say the A word. You can't say the animation word. You can't say the AI word probably either. You know, because if you were to say like, oh man, can you imagine if that, yeah, they'll just dogpile on you because it's it's no compromise. Zach wants to just drop everything and make the sequels for Netflix. You know, it's, it's becoming delusional pretty much, but uh, you know, obviously we don't know what's gonna happen down the line. Something could happen where maybe we can get some kind of live action. But as of right now, it's just looking pretty rocky when it comes to certain things, okay? People are busy, people are no longer some of the characters, but utilizing AI, we could probably get something that's kind of in that space and it looks pretty sweet like that. So there you go, give that a like, give that a share. Fortress Solitude channel, excellent job, excellent job. And uh, we got some Flash promo art right here. Pretty cool stuff. The Flash, Batman, Supergirl, all kinds of stuff right there. Posters and whatnot, covers and everything. I like it. I like it. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Fucking TCN, uh, the cultured nerd. The cultured nerd still being the cultured nerd. Wrong. That's right. They're still wrong. Um, somebody sent me this, somebody sent me this a couple of, a couple of times, but apparently somebody asked, uh, the cultured nerd, did Rebel Moon film one and two back, uh, did they film it back to back? Apparently they've announced the third already. And the cultured nerd, uh, answered, they said they did not actually, he still has to film part two. Just shows you that they're still very, very, very wrong as they were before about a lot of things. And that's why they're pretty much not irrelevant relevant anymore. Hey, what can you do? You know, just happens. What an idiot. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to hit that one. <laughs> uh, hilarious. Okay, moving on. Of course, we're going to talk about that. Hopefully you guys watch the vodka stream a little bit. We'll talk about that too. Scroll, scroll, scroll. We'll talk about that as well. There's a young, hey, here's a young David Fincher at ILM, talking about Return of the Jedi. That's pretty sweet. Young Davy Finch right there, so. And then this is pretty cool when it comes to filming. If you guys have seen, if you guys have uh, 
seen the shining of course we all know what happens at the end of the shining when they're when when we got when we got little danny running through the maze and uh you know uh the dad you know dad's running after him with the axe and everything so the cameraman was wearing little tiny shoes on his shoes so then you know when he's running through there you just see little tiny footprints that's pretty sweet see that's what i love i love seeing shit like this when they're filming that so then he's like okay so then it looks like danny's footprints as opposed to a grown man's footprints Shaun of the Dead turned 19 over the weekend, too. Oh, man, I can't believe Shaun of the Dead's been out 19 years. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, my God, my God. All right. And then, of course, uh, what else we got, too? We got Jack Black. Jack Black would love Pedro Pascal to be, uh, to be Wario in the uh, Super Mario Brothers um, sequel. Droga. Check out the video I sent you. It's a clip from the movie, from the video I made of the president's ranking DC movies. All right, I'll get to it. Thank you for the $5 super chat, sir. And then, of course, we have this stuff right here. This is what I like to see, too. Cameramen, man. I tell you what, it's not easy being a cameraman sometimes. Look at this. The way I, This is what I love about movie making and seeing stuff like this. You see how they accomplish a lot of these shots. And some of these cameramen have to really just, you know, put themselves. They have to be athletic, you know. It's a technique. It's beautiful. It's awesome. But I love seeing stuff like this. Filmmaking, man. Filmmaking can be fun. And how do you achieve these great shots? How do you achieve all that, you know? And it's pretty sweet. I love videos like that that show, like, you know, movies that we've seen and how these cameramen and how they, you know, people are like, you know, how, where they put the camera and everything. So that's sweet. And then, yes, guys, we have uh, a new image, of course, Miss Diana Gal Gadot that Zack Snyder posted for the Full Circle event. He keeps on posting uh, stuff like that. We have good old Henry Cavill right there. Henry Cavill was reloading his biceps way before Mission Impossible. That's right, wearing that. That's for BBS right there. No cape. Just, you know, warming up. Warming up to take on Batman, of course. And then this was funny, guys. So uh, I saw this. A lot of people got fooled by this. <laughs> Zoom in. Zoom in. You know, I thought it was pretty funny because I saw this image and I was like, what the hell? A lot of people were going, what the, look at what's going on there. When Superman lands, he just flat out big bulge happening right there. What the hell is that? Super bulge. It's not real though, guys. It's sadly not real. <laughs> I thought I'd be cool if they did that. It's not real. It's not real. Obviously, there's the actual image. Somebody doctored, but they, they fooled a bunch of people. And I figured it was fake, and then somebody immediately in my mention said, yes, it's fake. So I was like, all right, yeah. I figured it was, but I just thought that was pretty funny that somebody actually did that. <laughs> Man, I tell you, it's just kind of funny. <laughs> it's like, it was just hilarious, just absolutely hilarious. So I had a little fun with that. But yes, um... David F. Sandberg, man. I mean, I tell you what, this guy, he's a gentle soul, a sensitive soul. And yes, he's going to be not, he's not going to be on Twitter that much because there's so many dickheads out there when it comes to his movie. And sadly, you know, people in the Snyder fandom, of course, shit on the movie and shit on him and everything because obviously it's not 
it's not uh i don't know what the hell they want they're just in their they're they're in their own little echo chamber world planet i don't even know what they're on but um you know when he was posting all the stuff he's posting deleted scenes and explaining the scenes and explaining filmmaking and explaining why scenes were deleted uh people were like going like why are you ruining your movie with every tweet and he says i like talking about filmmaking and how and why things are uh were done and then he follows it up by saying sure does make some people quite upset never flash back to a previous movie if the audience wanted to see that they'd watch the previous movie so talking about all this kind of stuff you know and it's just like guess uh you know and he says is there a particular tweet of yours i haven't responded to he's just talking about you know it's just it just sucks because he likes to talk about filmmaking the man likes to talk about filmmaking and it's just it's just sad that now we just I mean, no matter what, it's never going to go away. It's just never going to go away. The toxicity that gets thrown at these filmmakers sometimes, you know, toxicity. I mean, obviously, Zach is no longer on Twitter. He doesn't want to be on Twitter because he got toxicity thrown at him. He's on Vero. Everything's happy over there in Vero. Um, he'll just be on Twitter to promote things. But, you know, you know, James Gunn tries to tries to do his thing, too. And there's just always just vitriol shit that's just going to be thrown at him. But, you know, David F. Sandberg cannot wait for I mean, he's a talented, talented filmmaker. Really, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in the future, because, again, the guy made a third Annabelle movie and made me like it because I didn't really like the Annabelle like branch off of the uh, of the uh, whatchamacallit franchise. Um and I, the, the, the Annabelle that he did was really good. It was really good. Creation, Annabelle creation, really good. And then speaking of Shazam, it's, uh, you know, apparently it debuted at number three at the domestic VOD charts. So, hey, you know, they're trying to get something. And apparently you can watch like the first 15 minutes on the Warner Brothers YouTube channel. I mean, they're trying, guys. They're trying. Again, it's like one of those things where it's like they knew the movie was not going to do well, was not tracking well, so they knew it wasn't going to be doing well. Already on VOD, you could watch the first 10, 15 minutes on the Warner Brothers channel, and then, of course, you could just go and watch the full thing. They'll link, they'll link the thing for you to, you know, to get it. So they tried. They're trying. They're trying. So the Conjuring, Conjuring franchise. I, I couldn't remember the name at the moment. Thank, thank you, Eric. And then uh, we got Mr. Mick D right here, giving a notice out here. We put together a useful information sheet for fans who'd like to organize their own charity screening of Zack Snyder's Justice League in their country, in their own country or region, either to align with the full circle Zack Snyder's Justice League screening or at any time. Help, share, good luck. So go over to Mick D. I, I retweeted it myself. They put out this sheet right here because... Let's face it, guys. Warner Brothers Discovery is not going to do a worldwide release or any kind of or domestic release or anything like that when it comes to Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's just not going to be in the cards. Maybe maybe years down the line, they'll do that. And I know a lot of people were like, what the hell, man, when it came to the full circle event? It's only going to be only going to screen it once in Pasadena. It's like, well, yes, it's a whole event that's happening in Pasadena. It's like you can't just, you know, release the movie worldwide. That's that would cost a bunch of money right now. So but you could do something like this. So, you know, some people, the people, I mean, especially the people who were like throwing shit at the whole thing. Hey, take it upon yourself and look at this sheet right here and try to do it. Try to throw a fan screening, charity screening. It's got to be charity. It's good for charity. AFSB. So look at that sheet. McD right there, TPZ McD. Check it out. 
And uh, yeah, there you go. And then, of course, yeah, make sure you watch the air first reaction review right there with a special cameo from Miss Nighthawk. Let's see. We got more. We got Batman doing his dance moves, of course, in uh, 66 Batman, Adam West. Kicking ass. Uh-oh, I need some toys. I need some toys. I already got the Batarang, but I need, uh, I need the belt. I need this belt. Yeah. I need this belt. It's got all kinds of stuff in it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I need... I already have this, though. I already have this. I just need the belt now. Hmm. And then, of course, the grappling gun. Hmm. It's not, it's not, not close to my birthday or Christmas yet, goddammit. And then look at this, guys. Of course, we're going to be talking about how Super Mario Brothers blew up the box office over the weekend. And, uh, you know, it's just it's 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 getting annoying. The grift of you have to complain about everything being woke. You know, I understand that things are woke. There are things that are very woke. And yes, they do things that 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 uh, that, you know, the whole thing about go woke, go broke. Of course, that is a thing. There is things like that. But I'm also tired of just like when people are like going like this. Like, woke Disney trash, Strange World loses $100 million. Entertaining family movie without agendas. So then they're saying, like, yeah, there's no agenda in uh, the Mario movie, which I watched it, and it didn't feel like... I was like, okay, there's nothing in here that anybody's going to, like, complain about, right? But, of course, you still have this side right here that wants to fucking... <laughs> they just can't help themselves. That's just their whole thing. That's what they built their audience on. You have the geeks and gamers and all these kind of guys. They always got to just be like, you know. And, of course, they're complaining about Princess Peach. Miss Peach. And to be honest, I didn't think that she was uh, really at all. I thought she still had that. People were complaining that she gets in, like, this new outfit. It's like, well, she gets on a motorcycle. So she's wearing a... It's like the whole... Okay. But yeah, you know how it is. I'm tired about it too. It's like, shut up. Stop it. Stop it. Okay, not everything is not everything is woke. But again, that's the audience that they cater to. Everything's woke, man. Oh <laughs> this is great. This is great. James Mangold, who just got a Star Wars movie, liked this tweet right here. No Taka Watiti Star Wars movie. Yes. Apparently, James Mangold, not a fan of Taka. <laughs> I guess not. Whoo. That is hilarious. Because, you know, there wasn't any mention of the Taka uh, Watiti movie. Yes, there was not any mention of that. So, and it's just kind of funny that he, uh, you know, that he liked that tweet. I was like, good, good. Um, and then, of course, tomorrow we're going to have, apparently there's going to be a trailer tomorrow called Talk To Me. Look at how creepy this looks. Oof. Look at this. Ooh. I'm intrigued. A24 saying the scariest A24 trailer ever, hands down. Talk to me tomorrow. So, man, looks pretty creepy. Uh, and then apparently Halle Berry, um, I, you know, I'm not going to risk it because, you know, it's pretty, uh, you know, she's naked on a balcony. You don't really see much, but, you know, she's good with the angles. But apparently she posted an image of her, 56-year-old, drinking some wine on a balcony, butt-ass naked. And I was like, okay, yep, it's Halle Berry, my God. Pretty hot, pretty hot, just saying. So go check it out for yourself. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, you don't really see anything, but man, that angle right here, whoa, getting a little close. Not gonna risk it. Anyways, okay, an animated Stranger Things spinoff series is actually in the works at Netflix. So apparently there's gonna be an animated spinoff. Not sure what that's gonna entail, but uh, yeah, there you go. And then speaking of hot, Dr. McSteamy, I think that's what his name was, right? Eric Dane joins Bad Boys 4 as the film's main villain. So McSteamy, or he's steamy, right? Wasn't the other guy dreamy or whatever? I remember. Yeah, I, I, I swear to God, I didn't watch the show. I know you guys aren't going to believe me, but my, I know my, my mom did. <laughs> but apparently Eric Dane is going to be the Bad Boys 4 villain. So, yeah. I still haven't watched Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Still have not watched that yet. And then I know people aren't going to believe this, but, I mean, it does make sense. Gotham Knights is reportedly the third most popular series currently on HBO Max. Huh? Yeah. Series is behind Last of Us and Succession, which apparently Succession, people were raving about the episode last night. I guess that's a show I got to put on the list right there. Got to put that on the list right there. But, yeah, but it makes sense. Is it going to stay that way? Maybe. I don't know. But it makes sense. It's a new series. People are curious, so why not? It doesn't, you know, I don't really care to watch it, but maybe I'll see what the first episode's like and whatever. But, yeah. I don't know if it's going to stay like that, but, you know, who knows. And then tomorrow, also, we're going to get a trailer for the Marvels. Captain Rambo. It's a good little tease to the trailer right there. I just hope it's good. <laughs> because, you know, Captain Marvel was not good. Not good. I did not, I did not enjoy it that much at all. I did, however, joy, enjoy Miss Marvel, the series. Really enjoyed that. So hopefully, you know, when it comes to the Marvels where they're going to, of course, be, like, multiple Marvel women in there. I think we'll be okay. Hopefully, we'll be okay. So we'll see what the trailer looks like. Then we got the cast of the boys right here, out and about, off the clock, hanging out in the uh, whatever town they're in or city. Probably, what, Vancouver or whatever. Yeah, right, Grant. Sure. We believe you. Huh? You pulling an Andrew Garfield? You crying wolf? According to Flash Film News, Grant Gustin finally breaks silence on the Flash cameo rumors. This is actually via TV line. He says, no, no. There's been a lot of rumors out there for a long time. And no one's come up, come out directly and asked me ever, you know, on the record... And the entire time, people ask me on the street all the time, and yeah, I'm not keeping some big elaborate secret. No. Bullshit. Come on. I have a feeling he might be in there still. I have a feeling. That's why, you know, I have a feeling it's going to happen. I mean, if, 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 if Ezra Miller, if Ezra Miller showed up in the TV show, how do they not bring Grant Gustin to make just a little tiny little cameo in the movie? It just makes sense. 
So I think he's pulling an Andrew Garfield because if we all remember, poor Andrew Garfield had to keep on lying and lying and lying, saying that he wasn't in Spider-Man No Way Home. Kind of sucked because he was promoting other movies and going on, you know, being in part of interviews for other movies. And they kept on asking him, are you in Spider-Man No Way Home? And he kept on saying that he wasn't, that he wasn't, that he wasn't. The worst kept secret. So now Grant Gustin's going to have to do that, too. But, of course, Grant Gustin hasn't wait that long. Andrew Garfield was, like, doing it for an entire year, man. It must have been so annoying, so... But anyways, I'm pretty sure that Grant Gustin's going to have a little appearance right here. And then happy late birthday to Miss Shirley Walker, of course, who uh, does the music, does most of the music for Batman the Animated Series. Scott and I always talk about him, or talk about him, talk about her a lot when it comes to uh, discussing the episodes on Batman the Animated Stream. But yeah, she was born uh, April 10th. So actually, this was today. I was thinking it was yesterday. Sorry. But April 10th, 1945, of course, she passed away on November 30th, 2006. But uh, just a talented, talented, talented music writer right there. So, And then we got James Gunn. Um, I forgot what he was responding to. Oh, yeah, that's right. So uh, apparently, according, according to Divinity Seeker, Seeker, it's a prequel Harley Quinn show called Harleen sold as the story of how her need to save the Joker led her mind being shattered. So Har- Har- Harvey Dent's Two-Face also plays a role. My understanding is Margot Robbie is returning, but it's different world uh, to Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey. And somebody asked, hey, hi, James, hope you're well. Is there any truth to this? And he said, there is not. So debunked that. You got to watch out for the BS out there. And then check it out, guys. Spotted in the wild. Spotted in the wild. We got the Superman. Oh, look at that thing. Look at those eyes. The hair's a little messy, but hey, what can you do? Um, a hair. I don't know why the hair is a little messy, but hey, it still looks pretty damn cool. Face right there, just mean, man. Of course, uh, if you want to spin like uh, a pretty good penny, look at the texture on his face. But yeah, a black suit Superman right there with the red eyes. That's from Infinity Studio. The bust. The bust. And then, yes, speaking of Batman the Fanimated uh, stream, Scott promoted it right there with uh, when, when a friend tells you they've never seen Batman the Animated Series. Hmm. And then early box office tracking numbers for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is now projected to earn between 120 million to 155 million domestic opening weekend. So we'll see what happens with that. We'll see if, uh, obviously, when we get closer, we're less than a month away. We're less than a month away before it comes out, so we'll see uh, what the numbers look like when we get a little closer. Michael Keaton artwork by Mizimo right here. Always looking great. He's got the blood on his face. Look at that. It looks like he's been sucking blood. But yeah, of course, we got the we got the 85 logo, which is currently on my chest right now. He wears it better, though. Pretty good stuff. All right. Make sure you guys do all that stuff. But uh, yeah. Definitely can't wait for Guardians. Yeah, no, I know. I'm looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy 3 as well. I'm, I think it's going to be, I mean, from what I'm hoping, I hope it's going to be the best one out of the bunch. I mean, you know, the second one, I, I, there was things I really liked about the second one and things I really didn't like about the second one. First one was great. I think it was good. It was just good start to finish. I think it's like, it's definitely, I don't know if it's top, eh, it might be top five for me. I don't know if it's top five for me when it comes to MCU. Definitely top 10. I don't know if it's top five. I think it, eh, I don't know. 
I would have to like think about that. It might be number six. I don't know, but it's definitely top top ten. But I'm hoping that this one's gonna be the best. That's what I'm hoping for. So, all right, let's talk about this right here. Marvel DC live action crossover. What is that gonna happen? Not anytime soon. Okay, not anytime soon. Don't think that. This is, I mean, I, 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 something that just kind of came about because, like I said, James Gunn has been promoting Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And naturally, he, with every interview that he's going to have, he's going to be asked about DC Studios, going to be asked about this. And now that we have a Marvel guy as head of DC, they're naturally going to be talking about a crossover. But, I mean, my God, we have Marvel that's still, that's kind of, kind of trying to find its footing again. You know, we talked about this in the Vox stream, and I brought up this this point right here. It's like, well, first off, we got DC. We got the new, we got Chapter One, the new DCU coming up right now, and obviously they need to establish that, and they need to establish the new characters. And then we got where Marvel is right now, Marvel Studios. I mean, let's face it. When you look at my thumbnail, none of those actors. Well, Ben, we're gonna see him one more time, but technically, none of these actors are even playing those characters anymore. Okay, you got Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans. They're done, at least for now. God knows what's going to happen in Secret Wars. Sadly, we have Cavill that's done. And like I said, Ben has one more go at it with The Flash, possibly Aquaman 2. We don't know. So it's like a lot of things have to be established right there. And when it comes to Marvel, it's like you can't really have a DC and Marvel crossover unless you have the heavy players. I mean, in Marvel right now, doesn't I mean, they have a Captain America, but it's not the Captain America that we you know probably want in that kind of movie. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens when it comes to Falcon America. But, you know, and then, of course, we have Ironheart, which I'm like, you know, eh, we'll see what happens with that. But let's go ahead and uh, go to the video right here where uh, where uh, where James Gunn was asked the question, the very question right here when it comes to a possible Marvel DC crossover. This is from Fandango right here. So let's check it out. So because there's crossover between DC and Marvel in the comics, do you see a day where we see these two universes collide on the big screen? I think there's always the possibility of that. You know, I think that would be a fun thing for fans to see. But I, but I do think that it's really about just grounding the, the Marvel and DC universes right now and trying to you know make them each as strong as possible. The crossover that I like is that Kevin and I are very close friends. So we talk all the time. Um, I think that, you know, the you really? idea of a rivalry between Marvel and DC, of course, there's always going to be some rivalry. But what's really important to me is that we embolden the movie going experience. And the theater going experience is something that survives on big spectacle movies today. So if we are going to really allow it to thrive, that means we want good movies to be made. And that's gonna happen with Marvel movies and DC. And contrary to popular belief, a dollar for Marvel is not a dollar less for DC, quite the opposite. You make good Marvel movies, it brings people to theaters, they go see more DC, good DC movies. You make good DC movies, brings them to the theater, people go see good Marvel movies. So it's about keeping that tradition alive. And in that way, there is a crossover, and there is already, you know, we, we work together with Warner Brothers, DC, Disney, all the different studios to, uh, you know, try to keep that being something that people are able to enjoy. So because... So there you go. So that's what he has to say about that. Like I said, it's not going to be anything that's going to be happening anytime soon, obviously. It's not going to be happening anytime soon, but, you know... But I like what he had to say right there. I mean, obviously, you know, it's it's good PR. I mean, who knows? 
I like I've said it before, no matter what, you have two companies, there is going to be competition right there. No matter what you say, there is actually going to be competition. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it works when it comes to things. But at the same time, you can say stuff like this. It's like, yeah, you have to have good movies, good movies. And we're hoping for good movies. I mean, regardless of what you feel about James Gunn. Yeah, there's a lot of people that don't and want him to fail. But then it's like, all right, then we're going to have to wait even longer for uh, whatever, another reboot or whatever the hell that's going to happen. But yeah, when it comes to like, when it comes to a DC and Marvel crossover, just not in the cards right now, not in the cards, but I thought he, you know, he was pretty diplomatic when he, with his answer right there, I thought it was, it was a good answer. It was like, yeah, but we still got to establish because not only is DC again, they're trying to like, all right, we got to figure out what we're doing here, folks. And we're not going to, we're not going to know how it's doing until 2025 when Superman Legacy comes out to see where things are going. I mean, obviously, we'll get hints of where it's going in the meantime, sure, but we, we're we not going to know until Superman Legacy comes out. And then, again, Marvel is still trying to re... They're trying to refine their footing because after the Infinity Saga, it was like, all right, we're going to go multiverse. Let's see what that's like. And it was, you know, it's been a little... There's been some discourse with what Marvel's been doing. You know, some of it sucks. Some of it's been great. I am a fan of Multiverse of Madness. I will die on that hill. A lot of people didn't like Multiverse of Madness. I thought it was great. I thought it was unique. I thought it felt like the director directed the movie, Sam Raimi. So they're still trying to find their footing, too. And obviously, they already have a misstep when it came to Ant-Man Quantumania because they introduced the new baddie and the movie kind of fell flat. And it was like, oh boy. So you introduced a new baddie in there. And now, you know, a lot of people really didn't like the movie. A lot of people didn't see it. I mean, maybe they'll watch it on Disney Plus, but now they're sure just trying to find their footing to to get to, you know, the the Avengers movies. So yeah, I mean, it's gonna be a long ways away. Uh, there's I don't see that happening really anytime soon. And like I said, you would have to have Steve Rogers and Tony Stark back if you're gonna have some kind of crossover event. And then you're gonna have to establish how there would be a crossover event. I think it's gonna happen eventually, but it's not gonna happen for another decade or so because we still have secret wars we still have surprises that are coming in with secret wars we have hugh jackman coming back we already had the spider-man craziness that's happening and still happening when it comes to multiverse we still have that all happening so there's just not room for it yet but eventually it's going to get there i mean it happened in the books it's going to happen live action one of these days just not going to happen for another decade or so just definitely not going to happen but i thought his answer was pretty good right there so there you go Good old Jimmy Guns right there. Deadpool 3. Can't wait for that. <sighs> Can't wait for that. All right. Uh-oh! Uh-oh! Investigation? From Washington, D.C.? Warner Brothers Discovery? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, guys, I'm sure you guys saw this. We kind of talked about this briefly. A little bit uh, on the vodka stream, but uh, yeah, this article came out. Lawmakers want DOJ to investigate Warner Brothers Discovery merger, claiming it harmed workers and reduced content choice, site axed Batgirl in letter. Ooh, so here we go right here. Four Democratic lawmakers want the Justice Department to investigate Warner Brothers Discovery, claiming that the merged company has harmed workers and reduced consumer choice. Senators Elizabeth Warren, Rep. Joaquin Castro, Rep. David Cicilline, and Rep. 
Pramila Jayapal, I'm probably butchering that name, wrote a letter to the Attorney General Merrick Garland and DOJ antitrust chief Jonathan Cantor that the merger appears to have enabled the company to adopt potentially anti-competitive practices that reduce consumer choice and harm workers in affected labor markets. What? The Dems hate Zaslav? Shocker! Especially after they were comparing Zaslav to Trump and saying him and Trump are best friends. I am shocked. Warner Media and Discovery are combined, uh, were combined last year, of course, blah, 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 blah. The company has the incentive to, and ability to eliminate broad swaths of its workforce, leaving workers with fewer choices for um, uh, employment and advancement. The lawmakers wrote in their letter, which you could read online, they cited that layoffs over the past year, including the shutdown of CNN Plus. Wait a minute. That seems a little suspicious right there. As well as later cuts of CNN in the air, in areas like ad sales. Ooh, this seems a little, hmm. It would be unusual for the Justice Department to essentially reopen a review of a merger so shortly after it's been completed, but lawmakers appear to have been bolstered by Cantor's comments on the DOJ's concerns over the impact of consolidation on content creators and workers, not just consumers. So they're talking about all this, but what's funny about it, and it's brought up right here, a Warner Brothers Discovery spokesperson declined comment. The company is not unique in embarking on recent mass layoffs. Disney last month started the process of cutting 7,000 from its workforce amid a retrenchment in streaming. Other platforms, including Netflix, have been canceling projects and series. Again, why aren't they going after them? Huh? Seems a little interesting. The cancellation of Batgirl got huge attention last August, leading to some anger in the fan base. Peter Saffron, the new co-chairman of CEO DC Studios, said in February that the movie was not releasable. The lawmakers also referred to plans to raise the cost of HBO Max. Currently, the plan for the combined streaming service is to keep an ad-supported plan at $10 and an ad-free plan between $15 and $16 a month. However, WBD is offering a premium plan for consumers that will cost $20 a month for viewers who want to view HBO's signature shows in a high in as high quality as possible. This leaves questions unanswered about whether a low Lower-priced platform will have reduced quality from the current product while consumers are paying the same price and lack the transparency necessary to fully evaluate the plans and their re relative prices right there. So, Warner Brothers Discovery is planning to unveil a new strategy direct to consumer next Wednesday. So, I guess that means this Wednesday. Oh, boy. Thank you, William Powell, for the $5 super chat. The WBD investigation is a joke. The DOJ cleared the merger and nothing has changed since they did. Yes, that's pretty much what I was taking from that too and what it actually said in the article. There's really nothing here. I think it just has to do with something because let's face it, guys, when it comes to Dems and Republicans, they have their media channels. They have their media channels that run with their narratives and their agendas. And one of the things that was em emphasized right here is the fact that Warner Brothers Discovery owned, you know, owned CNN. And CNN Plus was a big fat 
pile of shit. It did, nobody wanted it. Nobody wanted it. And that just kind of made you think about things. And of course, it cut jobs, cut out people and everything like that. So I think that's part of the reason why they did it. Not to mention there were people in reports that were comparing Zaslav to Trump and all this kind of stuff. It's all just it's stupid politics. And it's like it's whatever. I don't think it I don't. Yeah. Like like what William said, I don't think I don't think it's actually going to go anywhere. Um I mean, it could, it could. I, I, I thought this was gonna reignite the whole Batgirl, like save Batgirl, release Batgirl. I thought it was gonna actually maybe like reignite that fan base, but it didn't seem like it did. I mean, I still would like to see the movie, but I still understand why they got rid of it. But yeah, who knows what's gonna happen with that? Maybe one of these days they will put it out there. I don't know. I remember I kept hearing stuff like when I was putting my ear out there. I was like, yeah, there's still maybe a possibility of that, but then of course. That would probably break whatever the hell that was for the tax break. I don't know. But I, I don't see this going anywhere. Like it said at this, I guess on Wednesday, Warner Brothers Discovery is planning to unveil their new strategy. So I guess we'll see what happens with that. But it, it just sounds like it's a little too politicky. Politicky. That's right. That's a word. That's a new term that we should all use. Politicky. And I don't like it when it's politicky. It gets kind of... All right. Star Wars. Star Wars. As Saggy says it. Um, Star Wars celebration happened right here. Obviously, we've been seeing it all week, and we briefly, we actually talked about a lot of stuff when it came uh, to the vodka stream. So I'm not going to go, like, over every little thing uh, when it comes to it. I'm just going to kind of scroll through uh, IGN. IGN provided, like, a... Uh, you know, start to finish kind of thing when it came to start the Star Wars celebration. So let's kind of break it down through right here, because, of course, new things happened uh, over the weekend as well. There's a lot of things that was in uh, Japan or Europe or whatever the hell. Uh, one of the first things that was mentioned when it came to Star Wars is Lucasfilms announces three live-action Star Wars movies from directors Dave Filoni, which a lot of people are excited about, James Mangold, also excited about, and uh, Sharmin Abade Chinoy. I don't know who that is. Don't know exactly what um, what is in that filmography right there when it comes to that. So when it comes to James Mangold... Obviously, the director of uh, what's well, going to be Swamp Thing, Logan, and of course, Indiana Jones, uh, will create a film that will go back to the dawn of the Jedi, which I'm very much looking forward to. I'm like, yes, please, please, please. I want to see the dawn of the Jedi. I want a Jedi movie origin. I want lightsabers and force and all that kind of stuff. Really excited for that. Dave Filoni's film will explore a more familiar era of the Disney Plus subscribers and focus on the New Republic, among many other things. Filoni, the creator of Star Wars, The Clone Wars, and Rebels, an executive producer, episodic director, and writer on The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett, and his creator, blah, blah, blah. And apparently that's going to combine all that, too. We're going to get kind of like we're going to get kind of like a crazy crossover when it comes to Filoni's movie, which is going to have the Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Ahsoka, you know, pretty much all that stuff kind of just coming into one, almost like an Avengers type thing. And then when it came to, of course, Chinoy's uh, Academy Award and OK, OK. Oh, Miss Marvel. OK, Saving Face. I didn't know about that. But yeah, the biggest thing was the fact that Daisy Ridley is going to be coming back as uh, as Rey Skywalker. And we're going to see her back as Rey as she builds a new Jedi Order 15 years after Rise of Skywalker. So a lot of people are excited about that. Some people are just like, yep, they're not going to get rid. They're just not going to step away from the Skywalker saga. But at least we got all this other stuff, too. And of course, there's Daisy Ridley right there. She showed up for the event, which was cool to see her. 
Kathleen Kennedy says the new Star Wars films are pretty far along, so that's good. Sadly, sadly, she did say that Taka Waititi's Star Wars film is still, it's still in development and still could happen. Damn it. Oh, well, it's not going to happen. I'm hoping it's not going to happen. We don't even know if these films are going to happen anyways. But yeah, there was that shot right here that kind of just showed everything. Uh, this shot right here, we kind of showed it on the Vodka stream um, also, but there was this shot right here that kind of showed like a little slate kind of thing almost that was showing like the Old Republic, the High Republic, Fall of the Jedi, uh, Reign of the Empire, Reign of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, the New Republic, and of course, Rise of the First Order. So that was uh, shown right there, which I thought was pretty cool. Soka, of course, trailer. Everything looked great when it came to the trailer. Looking forward to that series. And then, of course, they announced that the voice, the voice of Admiral Thrawn is actually going, you know, Mr. Lars Mikkelsen is actually going to play the live action version of that. That's pretty sweet right there. So Elizabeth Winstead is also playing in the live action. They talked about that a little bit. She joined them on stage. Ahsoka, 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 talking about that. Mon Mothma's uh, actress reacts to the Ahsoka trailer. We got that. We got Andor, season two. Obviously, the first season was great. A very unique, slower Star Wars, aiming for an August 2024 premiere date. Hopefully, they don't cancel that, but, you know, hopefully we just need one more season. The Alkalite, uh, they talked about that. The Alkalite is a Frozen meets Kill Bill. Frozen meets Kill Bill. Kill Bill. That's pretty interesting. First details talking about a 2024 window when it came when it comes to Alkalite. And they talked a lot about that. Skeleton Crew first reveal. That's going to be coming out sometime in 2023. That sounds like a really cool series. Of course, we already know who's like involved with that. And then uh, I think it was today they talked about, well, they talked about Bad Batch, the third and final season. I haven't watched the Bad Batch yet. I do plan on watching it. But apparently the Bad Batch is getting a third and final season. That was the announcement. And then they announced Star Wars Visions Volume 2. I still haven't watched the first Visions. I got to watch the first Visions. And I know it's a collaboration of all these unique artists with all these unique animation that make these uh short star wars stories claymation anime it's all pretty great the lando calrissian series is definitely still happening so donald glover might be coming back uh there's the taka thing again uh, and then of course they showed star wars jedi Sa savior gets uh you know Let's get some final gameplay tra uh, trailer right there. So they showed that. And then people discussing all kinds of things. And uh, they did have a video from John, from uh, Pedro Pascal talking about the Mandalorian, which uh, we're all still kind of like, what's going to be happening? Apparently they showed um, the next episode for the Mandalorian or the next two episodes. I think it was just the next episode. And apparently people are raving about this next episode. And they're raving about what's going to be happening because we have two episodes left of the Mandalorian season three. And apparently the next two episodes are going to blow our balls away. So that's going to be pretty cool. So there's that. And then they talked about Ewan, McGregor, Ewan McGregor and Obi-Wan season two. Uh, he really wants to do it, but Luca, the Lucasfilm just not doing it yet, which kind of makes sense. But what can you do? You know, I mean, like, what else are they going to be doing when it comes to that? But uh, yeah. And then Ryan Johnson's trilogy. Yeah, of course, that's not going to be happening. Of course, that's not going to be happening. I think we all knew that Ryan Johnson's new trailer was not our new tr trilogy was not going to be the, the case. Definitely wasn't going to be the case. But yeah, that was in Europe in 2025. The celebration is actually going to be in Japan. That's I remember seeing the logo and I was like, wait, was it in Japan? No, it was in Europe. It was in Europe. And uh, yeah, 
So next year it's going to be in Japan or in Tokyo, of course. So, but yeah, there's a little recap right there. A lot of good stuff came out of it. Who knows what's going to come to fruition? I mean, some of these movies might fall off. Tacos, please. Um, yeah, and no Obi Wan Kenobi season two as of right now. Uh, hopefully they bring him back sometime. Seems like he still wants to do it, but you know things are sounding pretty good when it comes to Star Wars. But like I said. You just wonder what is actually going to be coming out. It seems like certain things are definitely coming out. But when it comes to the movies, the movies, the movies, that's where we uh, that's where we kind of question it. Because, you know, poor Patty Jenkins, poor Patty Jenkins and Ryan Johnson, I guess you could say. But anyways, Super Mario Brothers. Blew up the box office over the weekend, which is great. We all knew it was going to, regardless of what people were th thinking about. You know, obviously, we talked about the reviews last week. I think it's currently still sitting at a 54% with that, which is still half the critics were okay with it, even though some of the, even some, some of the good reviews seemed like a little backhanded. But, you know, when it comes to the, the box office, people just showed up. People just showed up, and I think we're just going to have, like, this... We have a new universe that's going to be showing up right now, you know? Illumination needs to just... They're going to be jumping on this. I mean, this is also after we have two Sonic the Hedgehog movies that did very well at the box office and was well were well-received, too. You know, the first Sonic's great. The second one was... I don't think it was as good, but it's pretty damn good. It's still good. Um, and the third one's supposed to be coming out, too, and we'll see what happens when it comes to that. But right here, we got the box office numbers when it comes to Super Mario Brothers. And it made $146.3 million. Actually, domestically, right there, I don't know why that was opening. Okay, so domestically, it sits right now. But it opened, of course, with $146.4 million. But currently, it's sitting right now at $375.6 million right there. So it just blew up the box office internationally. Uh, didn't, didn't do as much internationally as it does domestically, which is pretty interesting right there. So... Blowing up the box office right there. And hey, even Air did pretty good. I mean, 14, it's at 20 million, 20.2. People went out to see Air as well. Um, so don't sleep on Air. Well, you can sleep on an Air mattress, but don't sleep on Air, the movie. Okay? Don't sleep on this movie. It was a great movie. Saw my first reaction. Really, really enjoyed it. Very well made. Ben Affleck did a phenomenal job. The whole cast did a phenomenal job when it came to this movie. So don't sleep on that. But but if you're a Mario fan, definitely go watch Mario. And it, this is just, like I said, people are already talking about Smash Brothers. We were already talking about on the Vodka stream, we were talking about Zelda. When is the Zelda movie going to be happening? Um, I mean... There's so much potential, I mean, and there's potential for the sequel. Obviously, they talked about Jack Black wanting Pedro Pascal to be Wario. That's a possibility. Just talking about Luigi's, you know, the, the mansion game, because obviously we got a little hint of that already. Spoiler. Uh, well, you know, you kind of already saw it in the trailer. But anyways, but yeah. So, yeah, there's just a lot of potential here. I think they're going to be jumping on this, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens when it comes to other video games? Because obviously that was always the struggle. Like how many years, how many decades have they struggled to try to do stuff with video games? And they try to do live action as much as possible. And it's like, you really can't. With these video games, especially these, you really can't do live action. I mean, we saw the, the monstrosity that was the Super Mario Brothers back in the 90s. And if you haven't watched it, give yourself a watch. I would highly suggest you, or something like that. Or, you know, I don't know. Or, uh, uh, you know, do something like that if you're going to watch that. It's, 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 it's a pretty tough watch, even though I watched it a lot when I was a kid. Because, 
I was a kid. I didn't know any better. But anyways, I think like uh, when it comes to these movies, especially, yeah, they're just going to be uh, it's all got to stay with animation. I mean, so Sonic is animation with live action. But, you, yeah, there's no way you could, you're going to be able to do live. Even when it comes to Zelda, Zelda probably could work live action, but I think they're going to stick with animation. I think they're just going to have to, right? I don't know. Just I, I don't see Zelda becoming live action, even though it probably could work. But then again, it's like they could do a live action Zelda movie in the vein of like a Lord of the Rings style. I don't know. And then also have the animation. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, there you go. Blew up the box office. Good for Mario. Good for all that. Street Fighter. Oh, God, yeah, Street Fighter. I know. And apparently there's a new Street Fighter uh, live action movie that's coming out. Hopefully they could do something like that because, you know, sadly we're all very disappointed about the latest Mortal Kombat movie. Ooh. Latest Mortal Kombat movie. Had potential, but had some good scenes, good fight scenes. Story was dog shit. Story was absolute dog shit, but... We'll see what happens when it comes to Street Fighter. Okay, let's go to questions now. Let's see what's happening over on YouTube. What's happening over on the YouTubes? Let's see what people say on the YouTubes. All right, so we have Dave Miller right here. Cavill versus Hemsworth would have been good because Superman and Thor have already fought in the comics in Superman 1, so they could have just adapted that, or they could end up working together. Cavill and Hemsworth would work well on screen, to, screen together, but apart from that, not interested in DC. Yeah, needs success and blah, blah, blah. And then they, of course, said could have done it with uh, the DCU, but WBD and Gunn ruined that. So not a fan of what's uh, happening right now. We got Martin, Martin right here. Do you really see, do you really want to see a crossover between them both? I used to love the thought, but they'd have to try to appease both fan groups, Batman versus Captain America. Then uh, they stop because they have to work together to fight a world-ending foe. That sounds like a meh idea. And then Amparo says, no, thank you. So some people... Just kind of like, uh, not liking the idea, but, you know, don't worry. It's not going to happen for another couple of decades, most likely. All right. Let's see. Let's make sure we're good. Okay, we're good here. Okay, so we got Matt Kempf. It's my birthday. Well, happy birthday, Matthew. Matt, nothing I would like more than some Dave singing. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Mr. Kempf. Happy birthday to you. Uh, let's see. And then it said uh, Dave singing song or Peaches from Super Mario Brothers movie, which will be eligible for an Oscar. Yeah, that was announced today, which it's a good song. And again, this is why they cast Jack Black to play Bowser, because it was like, yeah, he has some he has a song and it's a great song. And he, and he Jack Black's the shit out of it. It's great. See you, SnyderCon day one. All right, Matt, we'll see you there. All right, Eric Blake. So, no matter how long Marvel movie, movies get on a regular basis, WB still going cut it down or uh, cut it down more screenings, cut it down more screenings with DC when it's never gone well for them. I think they were just doing that for Shazam. I don't think they're going to be doing that for like the Flash and and future movies. Obvious question, Dave. What regime was giving those mandates to Sandberg uh, for Shazam two? Um, I mean. When in post-production for Shazam, I mean, it was Zaslav was there for some of that. But uh, 
I mean, I think they're just kind of looking at it like it was just a throwaway movie. They knew it wasn't going to be doing good, so they probably wanted it uh, as short as possible. I think even the new regime was probably thinking about that business-wise, of course. Uh, Anaz, here's a Marvel-DC crossover question. Which major crisis would win out against each other? Spider-Man Clone Saga or Dark Knight Metal? Ooh, two good ones right there. The Clone Saga was interesting. I had to like, I had to finish more of that because I only saw, I only read a, a couple of the Clone Saga, but Dark Knight Metal is interesting too. But yeah, I mean, it, it's going to have to have just like, I mean, like, like what somebody else said too. It'd be like, they're fighting, there'd be a crossover and yeah, there'd be fights, but of course they're all going to end up teaming up to take on like some kind of big baddie right there. Mr. Wooter, Dave, I just finished Beef on Netflix. It's a really good show. You should watch it. Yeah, I hear good things about it. You won't be disappointed. And do you really believe Grant, Grant, Gustin, Grant Gustin is lying? He said he's not in the Flash movie. I think he's lying. And what day you think Zack Snyder Rebel Moon trailer will release? I'm hoping it's going to be the day that we're at SnyderCon. Um, it probably won't be till like the beginning of summer, though, I'm guessing. Uh, I think Grant Gustin is lying, to be honest. Mr. Nobody. Hey, Dave, if Gunn won't be using Darkseid in his DC-verse, who do you uh, think is going to be the big bad? Well, I would probably say either Brainiac or Vandal Savage. I want Vandal Savage because, you know, I did talk about a, while, a little while back when it came to Vandal Savage. I'm like, well, Henry Cavill as Vandal Savage? Of course, some people didn't like the idea, but some people did. And I was like, wouldn't that be interesting? Cavill coming back as that. Grow the beard, grow the hair, so then he doesn't look like Superman. Of course, we'll still see him as Superman, but still. I was like, if he was going to end up having a future role, have him be a villain, have him be Vandal Savage. That was just mine. That was just me. That's just what I thought. I thought that would be a good choice for him, at least, but we'll see what happens. All right, guys. That is the end of the show. Thank you guys for uh, spending some time with me. Uh, go Giants. Giants and Dodgers are happening tonight, so you Dodger fans out there, I'm hoping for the best. We'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, that game's happening right now, so I'm going to be turning that on. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Hit that like, thumbs up before you leave. Share the stream. Do all that. Follow me on all the various sock meds that are around me. The Patreon's there. If you want to help out the channel, become a member. Like I said, members only stream after every Wednesday stream. So go ahead and do that. Uh, all right, guys. Love you. Thank you for spending time. We'll see you guys Wednesday for Film Junkie Live. Talk to you guys later. Mm-hmm.